Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's a quote from a a recruiter in the Southeastern Conference. Ready? You take a player, and he's been a great college athlete. He's been dating this girl for four years, for three years. Then it's time for him to get drafted. The week before he gets drafted, in comes some pretty girl he doesn't even know yet. (laughs) She comes in and tells him that she loves him. If he falls for that, then he's a fool. Because she just sees what you really all about now. She doesn't know who you are when you guys are eating ramen noodles and doing all of this other stuff. Wow, that's creepy as shit. Kentucky coach? And it's uh, Vince Merrow from Kentucky, yep. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A uh, friend, you know, maybe a little bit more, but certainly friends of the Touchline Media Group based in London. We're, you know, we're long distance. We are the strangely attractive interns of the Touchline Media Group. There it is. And nothing bad happens to strangely attractive interns. Um, this episode, I'm I because I didn't introduce myself. I am Asa, aka the Twig, your uh, host, co-host guy, uh, here with uh, my uh, longtime friend, short-time co-host, uh, also short in in height. You just uh, did that just so you could say just I so you short. I did. Uh, Napoleon Greg, aka the Stump. This episode is brought to you by whoever Blue Wire decides to put into our episode. Uh, they've been doing a whole lot of Canada recently, which so I think I, is... I think that's dependent on who you listen to. I have not gotten Canada yet. I have got 
BioNTech a lot. I, you know, I haven't gotten BioNTech. I, I do get a lot of uh, DirecTV stream. Um, and some of those, which means we've made it because those are also ones I've heard on real podcasts. Right. So, you know, shout out to DirecTV uh, for all of your whatever needs. I don't know if they're paying us for this episode. If so, uh, check them out. If not, uh, pay us. Um, we uh, also brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your business law, employment law, family law, not criminal law. We don't do, they don't do criminal law. Uh, <laughs> uh needs check out the smith workforce management group.com smithworkforce.com uh we are here with our uh recruiting insider jonathan um, uh to talk about national signing day and because it is national signing day um i want to open with the most important thing that came out of today wait can i say one thing first yes Uh, it's good that our sponsor does not do criminal law because that means we can still tell you to do crimes especially but mostly Donkey arson. Uh, always donkey arson um, and uh, tax evasion because the IRS is cool with it. That they're, that, that's a thing that happened. Um, so, so the big news of today, beyond and everything else, I think, is that um, Takis have taken the lead over Flamin' Hot Cheetos uh, as the go-to snack of the youths. Jonathan, what are your views on Takis? Uh, Takis are delicious. Uh, a much spicier snack than many are used to, um, but it gives you uh, uh, some of those kind of um, unique flavor profiles um, that, that you just don't get from um, your Lay's or your regional chip. Um, you know, uh, wrap snacks and their, their wide variety were, were giving uh, um, the Takis and the, the Flaming Hot Cheetos a run for their, for their money, but I, I think in the end, Takis, uh, by focusing on uh, the four and five star recruits <laughs> and flying for a high profile recruiting event. Uh, I think that could have been one of the the more brilliant moves of the bowl season. Um, a way to to truly remind people that they are around. Yeah, they are a snack. They are a snack. Um, I, I I think that I I don't know that I've ever had takis. Um, I think that they they were a thing after high school, and I stopped going to vending machines somewhere around 2009. Much more of a convenience store snack than yeah. a vending machine snack. Big so, gas station, big gas station snack. So, I mean, in terms of your gas station snack uh, hierarchy, like Takis clearly is is making a claim here as as the five star offensive lineman who you build your class around, who uh, you know you hope is going to sign. Uh, for your school and if and if he doesn't it really it really bugs you out but you know I was thinking about because Takis are the key to National Signing Day um, I've been saying that for years yeah I, I, where where are we looking at with with Doritos because I think Doritos probably more than any other chip and I want to limit it this to chips because if we start getting into to candy like it's it's a whole it's a whole different ball game you know I think a five-star candy is like a five-star basketball player, like it changes your program. It's right? an instant impact. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you get a Snickers and it's like, okay, my drive is, is infinitely better immediately. Whereas uh, your, your, your chips, you know, even the best chip has a ceiling. Um, right. Right. And, and with the chip, you're, you're thinking more about how it projects over a longer term, right? This isn't just that first chip that you eat and, and how that, that chip plays at the very, 
beginning, but also how how that chips turn out toward the end of the bag, um, right. or the middle of the bag, or, or maybe even four or five years or, or days later um, when the bag has been sealed up slightly. Right. And, and if you're talking about, like, for example, like uh, Cape Cod potato chips, uh, like kettle chips, that first bite, not great. Not great. The first, the first, I'm going to, I'm going to posit that the first five or six chips in a kettle, in a Cape Cod or a kettle uh, cooked chip, not great. But that 15th and 16th chip, elite. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot question the, the enduring impact of, of kettle cooked chips. Um, so, so maybe that's like a 17 year old five-star, you know, like you're, you're, you're assuming you're going to red shirt Cape Cod potato chips, um, but later yeah, in their career. That's maybe your uh, like tall and skinny defensive lineman who, you know, once they're in kind of the program, they kind of learn some of their, their adjustments and, and, and some of the schemes that they're going to be really, really dangerous. But, but at first, yeah, to, to expect that instant impact is, is hard. Yeah. So I, I think the, 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 the chip that I most, most often would go for, right? Like if, if you're talking about uh, a snackable in a, in a bag, because I, I do want to expand chips to popcorn um, because I think that for gas station snack purposes, uh, you know, white cheddar popcorn does count as a chip. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is an absurd take. Really? That is its own, that is its own thing. I, I see. I, I, also, I don't think you should sully popcorn by taking it from the gas station in a pre-made bag. Well, I, I'm talking about like white cheddar popcorn in the black bags. Uh, I don't know what the uh, brand is. Okay, then if we're doing that, so that would be a smart food. A smart food popcorn. It's just a chip. There is no popcorn associated with that. I think we should take the name popcorn off of that entirely. <sighs> Fine. Uh, so I, also, we're, we're missing the bigger point here. We're getting sidetracked on these, on these chips conversations when uh, there's clear evidence that, as everybody's said for years, that as soon as you start paying players, obviously it's going to ruin college football because Alabama and Georgia is just going to go out and buy all of the best players, except they forgot that Neon Dion is the guy that can secure the bag. Like, did anybody ever have any doubt I see. So, so uh, for those of you who don't pay attention to this, Travis Hunter, uh, number one recruit, flipped from Florida State to uh, Deion Sanders and Jackson State University, and there are a lot of very cool and interesting things about um, HBCUs and player empowerment, not needing to to be beholden to Mike Norvell, um, who rocked cornrows in high school and college, um, which says everything you need to know about Mike Norvell. But more importantly. Um, we should talk about the fact that Florida State's favorite son just stole their best recruit of all time. Have you seen some of the reactions to this shit? Can you, uh, like, think about that. Phenomenal. Imagine if Charles Woodson was coaching at, I don't know, what's what's the proper analogy here? Uh, No, imagine if Mike Hart was coaching at Eastern Michigan and actually knew how to recruit. It's no, because it's even beyond Eastern Michigan, because it's FCS. So you're talking about imagine. Yeah, if, it would it would be it would be like a Indiana State. It would be like Mike Doss being the head coach of Central State University, the historically black college located in in Springfield, Ohio, something and, like that. Uh, and uh, and he goes out and takes uh, Quinn Ewers from okay. Ohio State. Like that's what we're talking about here. And I got to tell you. 
I'm, I'm trying to think like, like for my purposes, could this have gone down in, in any funnier manner? And I don't think so. The, I'd say the only uh, types of things that would have made it funnier were, uh, right, you have to, certainly the situation, right, of, of high-level program to historically Black college, we got to keep that structure. But I think that we could come up with some really, really funny schools that this could happen to. Well, the other, well it's not just, like, high, historically good program guy got taken by an FCS HBCU. It's that the, again, the head coach at that HBCU, FCS HBCU is arguably the best player in that program's history. Uh, And also from what I can tell, there was absolutely no indication that he was going to do this. I, I, so somehow in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord, almost 2022, the video of uh, Hunter making his hat choice is horrible quality. Like, can barely make anything out. But from what I saw, I saw a FSU hat, a Georgia hat, and an Alabama hat. And he didn't even have Jackson State on the table. He had to unzip his sweatshirt to show the, the Dion Believe. And somebody tossed him a hat from the stands, which, in fairness to him, elite hands. That hat looked like it was going way off to the left, and he just snagged the shit out of that. I got to tell you, if he didn't catch that, you know, I do want to break that down. If he doesn't catch that, I think that you got to go to Florida State. Like, I think that you're like, well, hit the ground. No, I, I think what you do is you you make the approach. If it's a good, if it's a good throw, you catch it, and you're playing offense. If it's a bad throw, <laughs> swat it out of the air. Elite quarterback. That's the beauty of a player like this. He can play both ways, and and that, they are expecting him to to play both ways right away in Jackson State. Um, like, I, hope so. like, I, I, I haven't looked at their wide receiver depth, but I assume it's just question mark, question mark, LOL. Well, uh, that's the selling point of, of a school like Jackson State is uh, after one recruiting class, but best ever in the history of a historically black school, or at least modern history, they started a ton of freshmen and they won a ton of games. Uh, so it's pretty easy to sell right now. Um, so... I, there, so, so the, the secondary part of this and the actual reason that this happened, like we can talk about Deion Sanders being the reason we can talk about HBCUs. The reason this happened is because of Dave Portnoy, which is the weirdest part about this is that Barstool Sports, which is on a good day, racist, like in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sort of like normal passive way and on a bad day, like actively and terrible, uh, Dave Portnoy is participating in probably one of the biggest transfers of, of money from, uh, from like a white organization to a black teenager um, ever. So, well, well, I don't know if I want to say that LeBron James did take a shitload of Dan Gilbert's money. Right. That's not a terrible point. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is very odd. And somebody, uh, but my one of my group chats today was like pointing out like, well, why why didn't why didn't he do this for Mich like why is he doing this for Michigan? And I think that Michigan correctly told him to go take a hike because he's a horrible person. Uh, whereas yeah, because Andrew- because Michigan is notable for telling terrible people to take a hike. Tear down the statue. Tear down the statue. Continue. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say Dion is a little bit more open to whatever can make him better very quickly. Well, the thing is, is that like, I, I actually don't care. 
right? Like if, if, if Dave Portnoy has $1.5 million or Travis Hunter has $1.5 million, neither of those situations occur with me having $1.5 million. If Dave Portnoy wants to pay us $1.5 million, um, we'll take that meeting. Um, he won't because we can't provide any value. <laughs> we're not very good at football. No, no, but we're okay at football for Americans just because the average American is vaguely unaware of the sport. Um, Yes, we include every American. I think we're in the top half, correct? Uh, yeah, I feel good about that. Um, so I, I think that like, and, and the whole thing, right? Like this brings in, and I don't want to get into this because this is for like podcasts that actually are serious about these things, but there are like a ton of like socioeconomic weird shit going on right now. Like you're taking a kid who uh, was going to go to Florida State. Their uh, stadium is named after... Uh, a, a pretty noted racist. Um, I don't know what their stadium is. Doe Campbell. Oh, yeah. Um, I do know what their stadium is. Yeah. And like, like, and, and maybe this happens, you know, uh, in the future for a kid who leaves Texas with their racist choo-choo song. Like, and, and there are a lot of very interesting, like socioeconomic aspects of this. Play and the train song. Play the train song. Um, and and, and to say nothing of the fact that like this probably doesn't hurt Travis Hunter because the fact of the matter is, is that when Deion Sanders takes the Florida State job in a year, he's coming with him. Um, I, like, I, I'm sorry to... to you think Deion's getting offered that job after this? No. Yes. Deion's going to do... No, full heel turn. He's taking Miami. <laughs> well, and going to a FBS to an FCS school or, or vice versa, you wouldn't have to sit out for the year. Correct. Yeah, so Correct. it is it is somewhat of a, a risk-free try it out for your first few years. Um, make a million dollars. Make a million dollars. Um, in a, uh, in a, but also, so I think that's the more interesting part about the about the Takis thing is that uh, NIL, like Ace is saying, is an interesting uh, snapshot of socioeconomic and transfers of wealth. And we've gotten to the point where kids are like now very clearly. So there's that Michigan State kid with the ta- with the Takis throne, and then I don't know what the other one was, but he had a giant banner of Takis behind him. Like kids are now in their announcing ceremonies, clearly angling for NIL uh, deals, and I think that that is phenomenal because this can only get dumber. Yeah, and and then here's the thing, and and people like it's funny. Everybody likes capitalism until it works. Um, but like this, like you want capitalism, this is capitalism. Capitalism is I am signing with Michigan state brought to you by bell tire. Like what, what do you want? Like, and, and all those people, here's, here's the other part is like people, people talking about like, oh man, I can't believe that they're sullying the good name of college football. With you can these. add him. You can add him. <laughs> we all know it's Gene Chizik. Uh, I was actually going after Dabo Swinney, but that's fine. <laughs> um there are a lot of choices and it's like and it's always the same people it's always white self-righteous assholes self-righteous white dudes from you know from a certain part of of the political spectrum don't want to get into it but like the fact of the matter is is that like look if you're getting paid 11 million dollars not to coach at auburn you're not allowed to be pissed that offensive linemen are getting paid fifty thousand dollars a year like you're just not, and 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 the it's for some reason it's always former Auburn coaches. So I'm I'm excited for uh, Senator Brian Harson in a couple of years apparently. Right. But um. <laughs> but like 
I, I just like, I can't imagine caring about this. Like, I can't imagine seeing uh, Travis Hunter getting $1.5 million from Barstool of all places. Oh, by the way, this is, this is me putting on my lawyer hat. Um, it's illegal uh, per NCAA rules to get to be sponsored by uh, Barstool. Yeah, it is because they're, they're owned by uh, a casino. And if you can't companies, we can find a way around this. <laughs> well, it's, it's just that the NCAA doesn't care. We're, we're going to have to pierce so many goddamn veils to find this. It's all going to Panama. <laughs> uh, I, see, that's, that's what I really want. What I really want is when, when we start getting things like, um, like you get Miami kids who are signing and all of their NIL money is just um, being routed through Colombia, And we don't have to wonder about that because oh by the way all booster money is money laundering they're just I trying can, to i cannot money. wait for the university of southern california brought to you by the crown prince of saudi arabia seriously like we do it in soccer right like 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 how funny would it be if like the 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 emirati sovereign wealth fund was like you know what we're getting into the college football nil game everybody at michigan state gets three million dollars and you're like well, shit. Okay. I mean, you're spending a hundred million dollars a year on Newcastle and they suck. Like, why not? I just cannot wait for like somebody to make the connection. Like, wait, $3 million a year to college athletes. You're that that's blood money. (laughs) Because you know that nobody on TV is going to actually admit it, but like everybody's going to be sitting there. I'm sorry. I don't want to say nobody on TV, but like, Will Kane is not going to admit it, and Mina Kimes is just going to be sitting there with her eyes like, man, that's, that's, they're money laundering. It's just blood money. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, this is great for the game. It's all money laundering. Like, why do you, like, why else would you be giving millions of dollars to, 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 to build weight rooms? So you can tell your neighbor to fuck off. Well, that and also tax shelters. Um, Which also, is money laundering right like that's 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 what this is like look i really appreciate matt ishby i really appreciate stephen ross all of these folks are are really great stephen ross hasn't paid taxes in 11 years it's not an accident he's not he's not an idiot he's not like losing just enough money every year he's he's struggling that's why no he's 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 sheltering it (laughs) he literally had i will guarantee you that man has a payroll whose specific job is to make sure that he does not pay taxes. That is their only thing they do. It's like uh, David Stern famously for the, the ABA NBA merger deal with the, the owners of the St. Louis pilots, whatever they were called, where David Stern had a team of, I guess he just like switched out interns every year, but he had a team of interns whose sole job was to find a way out of that contract. I, and, and that's, I mean, Ongoing contracts, very funny. Um, that's that's like another part of NIL deals that I love, which is like, ah, Spencer Rattler gets a three-year deal from Dr. Pepper or DJ Uyangalele. And it's like, uh, tough break. You thought you were getting that, the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. You are now getting the starting quarterback for South Carolina. Tough break. She uh, could have gotten the starting quarterback for Clemson. True. Um, true. That could have happened. Um, but so, so with all of this and like, look again, I want to be very clear here. Uh, congratulations to Travis Hunter. Uh, may that money uh, be used for good and also uh, a little bit for evil. Um, I, I hope that you buy 
so many Takis um, because you can. And when I was in college, you know, I, I uh, oftentimes didn't eat Takis again because I don't think they existed, but you should. Um, so on, 100% existed. You just weren't aware of their. It's possible. I'm, I'm pretty pale. Um, the, uh, so the other, like the, the, the big sort of ish news about today is always has to do with like flipping people flipping from one place to another. And it's like, Oh, you were a commit to Vanderbilt for six months. And it's like, Nope, you've actually been committed to Michigan state for two months. Um, which is a situation that happened with Michigan state today. They had, they, they got a corner who allegedly quote flipped from Vanderbilt, but everybody who uh, is in the know with recruiting has been like, no, no, no. He committed to Michigan state after the Michigan game. He just didn't want to tell anybody because he didn't want to deal with it. Um, and so like, like, I want to talk about like flipping, right? Like, and like, you're like committed to something publicly. And then like, just like day of you decide, nope, fuck you, Florida State, going to Jackson State. And so like, I, you know, I'm trying to think about like what, uh, in what context this could work outside of college football recruiting. Um, And so one of the obvious was like, uh, was, was um, soccer, right? Like, like you, the answer is football academies, right? But beyond even that, it's like you you agree to uh, to 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 a transfer deal with uh, with the team, and then just like day before the transfer window opens, like not nah, suck it, we're going with this guy, um, which I think is funny, and I think that people should flip all the time because um, again, if there are any recruits or kids who are listening, uh, the coaches don't care about you. Sorry, they don't. Uh, Adults don't care about you. Your bosses don't care about you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into like a, a theory of labor here, but you are worth what you can output. John, do you want to point out the hilarity in that statement or should I say that uh, Ace's boss is his mom? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you were just going to go straight to uh, a Smith workforce. Man. <laughs> <laughs> is this where we input the ad? This is great. I thought that's where the ad was going. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that Aaron wasn't care about you. <laughs> uh, that wasn't where the ad is going, but um, this is. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think my mother listens to this, so uh, I want to say, hi, Mom, please don't fire me. Um, (laughs) uh, So the other big news with uh, today is that... um, there was so so we we alluded to it with like the Takis thing, but what they did was they they flew a whole bunch of the top recruits uh, down to Dallas, Texas, and like got like some sort of like convention center and just had all, all the kids like sign in a row. Um, they had a throne. Jaden Mangum was there, I think. Jaden Mangum or yeah, that was, uh, that was the Takis throne kids. Yeah, yeah that's uh, who, who signed with Michigan State. Um, there's a funny story with him and his older brother. His older brother committed to Mel Tucker when he was at Colorado. Then Mel Tucker pretty famously left in the middle of the night and uh, there was some hurt feelings, but then his younger brother's going to state. So uh, good for him. Um, but so, so in that sort of ceremony um, on the internet, they were like, they were saying like, Oh, it's uh, there, there's tickets or, or it's free to, it's free to go. 
Um, and I want to, I want to bring this up to you. What would you need on a, on a Wednesday morning? What would each of you need to be offered to go and watch 17 year olds? Uh, I assume for the first time, sign their signature on a piece of paper. A degree from the University of Alabama. Thank you. That's helpful. Texas. (laughs) Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't get high-level recruits. I would at least need a flight to Dallas, Texas. I would need an Uber ride to whichever far-out suburb of Dallas, Texas. I'm sure this event was held in like 45 minutes, probably Frisco, our friends from this week. (laughs) Um, And I would also request, but not need the Takis gift bag, uh, which I would assume would have some kind of combination of both Takis swag, actual Takis, and then maybe some other type of of partnership related to uh, the event. Maybe like a a gift card uh, to use in in the greater Frisco uh, part of the the Metroplex. I, I assume it's it's Outback or Applebee's. Um, yeah, who knows? Could be anything. Oh no, it wouldn't be Outback. It'd be uh, Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse, right? Um, and Texas Roadhouse, if you would like to sponsor us, we're happy to say nice things about you because uh, we can be bought. But I was thinking, like, let's say yeah, that doesn't just apply to Texas Roadhouse. We can be bought. Full you know, stop. Yeah, I, uh, Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. Uh, don't know anything about any uh, journalists. Whatever. Um, so I, I was. What I was thinking is like, okay, like I, I live in in Southern California, and presumably they could have one of these in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, like what would I need to do? Like what what would they need to promote for me to go there? And I decided that um, gift bag for sure, free tote, um, a, a, a t shirt or sweatshirt. Um, and then uh, I would probably need at least two meals um, via, via gift card or, or I, I could see them having like a really crappy spread. Like, have you ever, have you guys ever been to a convention with a buffet breakfast? Yeah. So yeah. I was going to say, I would do it. I don't need any of the rest of it. I would probably do it for meals though. Uh, I am famously easy to bribe with food. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like, like I was thinking of like like those like all day CLEs where it's like they have like the really crappy continental breakfast and you're like, ah, those eggs are super rubbery, but there's free coffee, I guess. Never lived in a state that mandates you actually show up for CLEs. Thank God for the internet. Yeah, I mean, New York made me do it once. Uh, and then the, uh, there's actually a, a fun story about that is that I had to give like a presentation and they were like the, like, it was like a CLE about like um, presenting in court. And they were like, I need you to give a 45 second monologue in which, you know, you don't say the words, um, ah, uh, or ah. Uh. And so I uh, simply did the uh, monologue from the usual suspects about uh, Skokie, Illinois and the barbershop quartet. Oh, I would have done uh, Alec Baldwin's rant from Glengarry Glen Ross. I thought you were going to say Alec Baldwin's rant from his ex- for his ex-wife's um, uh, voicemail, and I was going to say you can't say a lot of the words that were said in that. I was going to say I would also. I also think he said um and uh a lot in that. Um, uh, mixing with other words <laughs> that yeah, you certainly are not allowed to say on stage in the state of New York at CLEs. Um, 
but so so as we sort of get to the uh to the to the meat of this right like it's it's it is national signing day some some things actually happened for michigan state uh which is our focus um and uh jonathan i i I want you to give me one name uh that you want to talk about and then we're going to ask stumpy what he thinks about that person based on the fact that stumpy doesn't know who any of these people are nope antonio gates jr Oh, I like it. That's cheating. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, I will say I, less, I know the name of less than five recruits in the nation right now. One of which is because I learned them this morning, uh, and John picked one of those five. <laughs> I assume he's very large and also enjoys playing basketball. Go, Antonio Gates Jr. Yeah, that's fair. Um. What are your thoughts on, um, let's think of a good one. What are your thoughts on, on um, a player named Jack Stone? That's a strong name. It's very masculine. Uh, I'm going to guess he is some sort of offensive lineman, guard. No. Uh, Jack Stone's one of the, the, speaking of suburbs of Dallas, uh, Jack Stone's one of the, the better kicking prospects in the country. Jack Stone is a kicker. He is a kicker. Oh, he's no he's no kicker. The dick, dick of the kicker. No, but Jack Stone. I mean, I want to I want to 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 play this out a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the, an 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 idea here. Okay, Jack Stone. Do we think that Jack Stone is a real person or a figment of a uh like a Tom Clancy novel? No, he. I'm almost positive. The uh, feminine character in Fired Up, when he tries to come up with a masculine masculine name, says his name is Jack Stone. He said, definitely says Jack. I think it's Jack Stone. I know it's Jack. Um, yeah. Uh, man, how did Eric Christian Olsen not do better? <laughs> uh. I think my Eric Christian Olsen t-shirt is actually to ask now. <laughs> I like, I, I think back to that. Oh, is he doing like NCIS or something or CSI yeah. or whichever one it is. It's really sad. Do you know what that, that that's like watching like, uh, like a really awesome quarterback go to a system that sucks. Um, it's like if, if Lamar Jackson had to play under, um, uh, we can, we can do this. It's Justin Fields playing under Matt Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it as, is. As Michigan and Michigan State fans, uh, it is very sad to watch Justin Fields get wasted that much. And that yeah. says something. So, Justin Fields, I've, for the first time ever, I'm going to say for the first time ever, uh, Justin Fields is the Eric Christian Olsen of quarterbacks. All right. Well, uh, for all of you who've been waiting for this exact moment, uh, Dad is gone, and Angus and I have control of the room. So horrible, horrible things are about to happen. Uh, as you all know, today is still still National Signing Day when we're recording this. When uh, when it gets posted, I don't know because, frankly, I haven't bothered to listen to Asa in like a decade. So could be tomorrow, could be Friday, could be January 2027 for all I know. Uh, Angus has now updated his name in the chat to best, second best wide receiver ever, uh, all caps. So I assume this is referring to to the Michigan kids. Uh, Without getting into specific 
children, because they are children <laughs> of the class. What makes <laughs> it so excited, Angus? Uh, because we have, I think, I think, I, I swear I'm definitely not lying about this. Three wide receivers who run less than four four forties. That seems good. Uh, Pretty good, right? Especially damn good. Is Ronnie Bell's back, right? I know. He, and Ronnie Bell's back. Towards so he should be healthy. Yeah. Like I don't know how old he is. Yeah, we get we get Anthony back. We get Cornelius Johnson back. Uh, the receivers at Michigan are talented. Uh, you know, that's a very exciting thing. That's something to be excited about. I would just like to point out that uh, Ohio State had one of the most talented wide receiver classes of all time this past year. And as we all remember, got smoked in the big house. Sure did. So maybe, uh, you know, let's not forget Hassan Haskins at all. Or Blake Corum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think our, our, our running backs are uh, pretty healthy too, so. Uh, well, I mean, be by next year, right? Yeah, yeah Corum will be healthy by next year. Donovan Edwards is back. Uh, Haskins is obviously not back, but uh, we'll do. We'll do. Well, do just fine. Doing just this fine. This is all well and good. This is all well and good. But I think the, uh, the we need to talk about the funniest. The funny. Well, there's actually two funniest parts about National Sign Day. The first is Jimbo going on Paul Feinbaum. And all but admitting that he's been paying players for the last 15 Did you see that? Yeah, that There's was been awesome. a lot of NIL going on. It just, it's just been under the table. We didn't talk about it out loud. There's been a lot of NIL. Jimbo, you – no, whatever. Fine, whatever. We can't – we can't find you in retrospect, Jesus Christ. Uh, the second funniest thing, and to some on this chat, it might be the funniest, uh, the <laughs> – the rankings of the Big Ten recruiting classes broken down by division, because uh, I don't know. I I know Angus has seen this. I listener, dear listener, I don't know if you've seen this or not yet. But the Big Ten is perfectly split with the first through seven classes at per rankings being in the Big Ten East, and the eighth through fourteenth classes being in the Big Ten yeah. West. We are officially in varsity uh, and junior varsity. It really is. The only one that doesn't really make any sense whatsoever is Wisconsin. Like, Wisconsin, what are you doing, baby? Yeah, so is that typical for Wisconsin? Like, I don't know what their recruiting is usually not like. Typic- I, just- I mean, they're not typically, uh, you know, very high up there, I don't think. But I think they average, yeah. like, in the Big Ten, I, I, I would be very confident in saying they average in the top half. And they're currently sitting at 13th. 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 Like, what is Paul Chris doing? So by average, by average rank, uh, they're not that bad. Um, they just don't have – they've only got 13 commits, which is uh, you know, low. Um, so it's well, possible this, this class is just, like, out of whack for some reason. Like, maybe they brought in a larger class here or there. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not really – I don't know nearly enough to make guesses or to make, you know, educated statements on that. I just know right now they're ranked number 13th by composite in the big, in the big 10 out of 14 schools. And the only school school below them is uh, not Rutgers. It is. Yeah. Rutgers is in the top half because they're in the East. (laughs) They are like right behind Iowa. 
Yeah. Yeah. Iowa also doesn't make any sense, but again, like those two programs, I just assume they take all their players from their, from their state. And then they just like cross their fingers and they're like, ah, it'll be fine. Oh, wait, Iowa ruined this. They jumped Maryland. Damn it. Oh man. Now they're in the, Iowa six. Iowa. I mean, Iowa and Wisconsin, I think have kind of like the same profile every year. They get a bunch of three and four stars and then coach them all up. Yeah. So I, like, I don't think it's that unusual that they're not near the top. It was just really funny that Wisconsin was that far down. Wait, was Loxley not part of the coaching carousel? I don't think so. Why, uh, Why would they keep him? They're Maryland. What else are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, I figure they just like fire their coach and try to fire their way to success. Has not been fired. Mike Loxley, still head coach. Although if That's we're, stupid. Hold on. If we're being honest here, uh, <laughs> be very with the times of this podcast, if by the time this actually posts, Mike Loxley is no longer the coach of Maryland. <laughs> so we're recording this at like 4 o'clock Mountain Standard Time on Wednesday. So if Mike Loxley is no longer the head coach by the time you listen to this, just know our powers are infinite. You hear that, Maryland? Fire Mike Loxley in the I, next two days. I mean, <laughs> here's the dumb thing. He's improved. Every, he? every year that he's been at Maryland. By I, how many years? I am not joking about I am not joking about this. He has improved by one Big Ten win every year he's been there. He was not including when he was interim in 2015. 2019, one and eight in conference. 2020, <laughs> two and three. 2021, three and six. God, he's and terrible. Got invited to the Pinstripe Bowl, which is the first time Mike Loxley has ever made a bowl game as a head coach. So. Shout so out. all right, I, I have a I have a new question. Yeah. I want to go over old Saban offensive coordinators and then decide which of them have been technically good since they left. Offensive oh, coordinators, not defensive coordinators. Lane Kiffin. I guess he's good. Like he took oldness to uh, unprecedented I don't, heights. I don't think we can say I guess. I think he is uh He's an unqualified success. He FAU got significantly better when he got there, uh, and then got worse when he wasn't. And he's turned, um, yeah, but he's lean. Okay, nobody laughed at my joke, but did you guys? Uh, if anybody who's seen the all name team, uh, there is a Kavion Freshwater who is not yet committed in the class of 2022. And I just want to point out that I didn't realize that Lane Kiffman had a kid old enough to go to college yet. Really? Joey Freshwater. <laughs> yeah, you guys all suck. Uh, all right. So Steve Sarkeesian, as an Armenian, this uh, be failure. Uh, failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he decided to go to Texas. Yeah, was, which is dumb as hell. He might get, he, I don't think he's going to survive 2022. Okay. Mike Loxley, failure. Lane Kiffin, unmitigated success. Jim McElwain, allegedly, fuck the shark. 
<laughs> uh, I don't think you could call him a success either. Nah, definitely What's, not. I mean, he's what like wasting away at Central Michigan right now. I don't know if you want to say wasting, but yes, he is at he is at Central Michigan. He has flamed out. He flamed out his Florida coach, and then he flamed out his several uh, like OC or like offensive. Hey, hey, hey. He was a wide receiver coach at the University of Michigan, and he did a damn good job. Did he? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, didn't he have Donovan, Donovan's People Jones? That was not his fault. And Nico Collins? Okay, all those receivers were technically good at Michigan. They just they, they never got the ball. <laughs> yeah. Which, if they were a good wide receiver, if they had a good wide receivers coach, I would be throwing to them all the time. Okay, chicken or egg? <laughs> no, seriously. Like I, I all those receivers are good, and they did their job. He's also <laughs> the QB just like never got them the ball. <laughs> he's nineteen and thirteen in Central. Like he's not bad. Uh, no, it's he's also not really- a bad coach. He just like went to Florida and did weird Florida things. <laughs> well, but he was like. He went ten and four, and then nine and four at Florida, and then had like a obviously the down year. Did I forget? Did something happen to him? Because he got fired midway through the year. He was three and four. Yeah, so no, Florida's like kind of like Texas. They got sick of him. They're like, all right, you're fired, man. Florida's dumb as hell. Also, hit the the shark incident. I thought that was post Florida. Yeah, Florida, you're dumb as hell. If you have, if you want to add us at Diamonds Esq, go at it. Go all over. It. <laughs> Uh, according to RollTideWire.usatoday.com, Mike Loxley is the fourth most successful uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator under Nick Saban. Okay, seriously, did when Nick when uh, Jim Harbaugh needed help, did he just go and like raid Saban's offensive cabinet because uh, Brian DeBole's on this list? Uh, Who's Brian DeBole? He was an assistant at Michigan sometime. When? Doug Nussmeyer. Okay, that was Brady Hoke. Fair. Bill O'Brien. Uh, sucks. Mm, I think he's – that's the OC this year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you can say he's a failure yet. Well, he hasn't yeah. left. And then Major Applewhite, who uh, – No idea who that is. That sounds like a fake name. He, he's Houston's head coach for a while. Uh, you'll remember from the fandoms of this podcast that that is now currently Dana. So, 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 where does Josh Gaddis fall on this list? Was Gaddis ever the offensive coordinator? I think it was Coosey with, with Loxley. With Loxley. With Loxley. Uh, so, like that can't between be Loxley, Kiffin and Sarkeesian. How long has Gaddis been in Michigan? He's only been there two years. Three years. Oh, okay. So it was Loxley. Well, then uh, Loxley's taking all the heat and Gaddis is getting out scot-free. Yep. <laughs> Good for Josh Gaddis, I guess? Yeah, seriously. Special thank you to our guests, Jonathan, who you can find on Twitter, at Jontrification. Uh, Jason Berger, who is – that is his full government. You can find him at jburger ninety. Uh, you can find my co-host, Greg, who did a great job of doing the editing and uh, outro here at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Uh, and you can find all of us, but usually me, at 
TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking football, football, uh, chips, and uh, whatever else comes across the feed. So uh, make sure to follow us and, and follow uh, all of our guests. Special thank you to our sponsors, whoever Blue Wire decided to put in, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. And a special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your local convenience store clerk. Um, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.